Imagine that you are homeless or in some sort of a temporary housing situation, and all of a sudden you're able to have a place of your own. Well, it's one thing to have four walls and a roof, that's the first step, but then what's next? How would you go about furnishing it? Well, on today's episode, we're going to have a conversation with the director of a ministry called Bedstart that seeks to fill that gap. I'm Rob Webster for Custer Road United Methodist Church. This is episode 16 of The Story That Writes Us. Well, uh, hello, podcast listeners. This is going to be pretty fun. Today, I have three good friends here in the studio with me. And first of all, Reverend Dr. Corey Knott. Say hi, Corey. Hello, everyone. Glad to be here, Rob. Corey is my senior pastor here at Custer Road United Methodist Church and a dear friend of mine and uh, has been wanting to join in on the podcast for a while. So Corey's going to be helping ask some questions and keeping the conversation rolling here. In fact, I've been begging to join the podcast. So this is sort of a dream come true for me, Rob. <laughs> there you go. All right. I'm in the business of making dreams come true. That's that's what we that's what we do here. Uh, Doug Nichols is also here today. How you doing, Doug? Day, Rob. Doug, he, he leads a ministry here. It's a ministry that our church partners with, a, a ministry called Bed Start. And we're going to get the Bed Start story today. And then Bill Brunken is also here today. And Bill, I roped Bill into this because, Bill, you are one of the main volunteers with Bed Start. You're one of many. I mean, there have been hundreds, if not thousands, of volunteers. But you're one of the one of the main ones. But you're also a great storyteller, and I enjoy talking to you. So I wanted to bring you into the conversation, too. Thanks for having me, Rob. Yes, I, I do like to talk, so I'll, I'll limit myself today. But it's, it's fun to share the Bed Start stories with people. So thank you for doing this. So just as a little bit of background here, Doug grew up as a preacher's kid and um, traveled around a lot. And uh, just in that life of being uh, involved in the church with his dad and, and seeing people being served, it was just something that he grew up around. It was kind of an expectation. And uh, Doug uh, became an engineer and uh, was involved in manufacturing, uh, but found himself drawn instead of kind of being the engineer up in the white collar office, uh, really wanted to be on the manufacturing floor and working with the people there to really help them and to help them fulfill their potential and realize that just because they didn't have a college degree like he did, that they certainly had a lot of good ideas. And um, so that was always his heart was to kind of be uh, in the trenches with people and and working with them to uh, to help them out and to help them better, better themselves. And you bring this very hands-on work ethic to, to what you're doing now. Doug, you obviously being in manufacturing, when did you discover the bed start ministry or do you want to get into that yeah. yet rob tell us a little bit about that um the story to bed start for me started when uh i met a, a woman that had a, a husband that that got up and left because of their uh, special needs child and took everything with them uh and left in an empty apartment uh, we gathered together and i was at custer road i was a member here and there were three Sunday school classes that really helped uh, pull things together, pull the furnishings together, make their um, make their day, make their their life more comfortable and more livable. That child was diagnosed as terminally ill, uh, and it, it's my opinion that uh, be given the giving them the quality of life extended his his life on into being able to go to school, carry a backpack to school, all the things that a 
a child does that um, you would want to see as your your child. Uh, and that was because I had a truck and a trailer. The previous uh, coordinator uh, decided to trade his truck in for a sedan, and obviously that kind of dropped Bed Start um, off the map, and it, it essentially died for a few months until we picked it back up. And once we picked it up, picked it back up and established better or more connections through the independent school district with all the the schools, we realized that it's not just beds, but it's the the living space, the the workspace, all the household, not just the children. Uh, and it, it just skyrocketed and blew up uh, and became more of a community project. And at the time, I was in between jobs, so I had a little bit of extra time. Uh, and when I did go back to work, I realized that I needed to stick with Bed Start because nobody else raised their hand. How long have you been involved with this? Um, I've known Doug for years and years and years. We go way back well before Bed Start. And, and I, I vividly remember um, we were friends and Doug called me one day and said, Bill, can you help me? I'm going to bring this bed to somebody. Can you help me throw it in the trailer? And you know, I, I, I talk to a lot of groups. And one of the things I say is if I look you in the eye and ask you to help me, you'll probably do it. But if I say, hey, to a room full of people, anybody want to help? I won't get anybody. Mm. So Doug called me. It was probably, when, when did bed start? start? Uh, we don't, e- we don't even know when decades it started. Ago. De- decades <laughs> ago. And I was like, sure, I'll, I'll help you. And then, you know, so we delivered it. And a couple of weeks later, he goes, yeah, I got another I got another delivery. I got a trailer. Can you help me pick it up and put it in the trailer? And pretty soon it's a little more often. And now it's, you know, every week I, you know, I schedule around it. We do it twice a week, every Wednesday night, every Saturday morning on a Wednesday tonight, we're recording this on a Wednesday. I, I believe we probably have about 25 to 30 pickups and deliveries. So multiple crews are going out trying to get all this stuff on a Saturday morning, probably at least 50, Doug, more or less, ballpark, pickups and deliveries. So it's multiple crews going here, picking it up, going there. Doug frequently says, we want to give somebody a, a, a hand up, not a hand out. And that's really true because the government might give somebody a housing voucher or a church might help them or a, a sponsor of some sort. Well, they'll have four walls, but so many times we'll walk into a household and there's absolutely nothing in there. Um, there'll be a towel on the floor or, you know, dollar store air mattresses that, you know, they blow up each night and they don't know what's coming. And the looks on their faces when we walk in and, and fill their house, you know, people are crying, tears are coming down their faces. And you know that I appreciate you mentioned that too. That reminds me, we'll have on our website, the story that writes us.com, we'll have a video um, of a uh, of a woman telling the story. Did she have five kids. Do you remember Doug? Uh, we sh- we showed this at Easter uh, oh, two or three one. years ago. I think it was seven. Oh, seven it was a big kids. it was a big family, big a house. big house, and she wanted beds, and bed start showed up with everything: and refrigerators, microwaves, washer dryer. She had nothing, and uh, and it was when it was when you brought in the table, the the dining room mm-hmm. table. That she broke down crying, and she said, I, I never dreamed that I'd be able to have my whole family around the table for a meal. 
It just, you don't understand the, the feeling that being stuck and bought to my family. Like, y'all really helped us out. We said, you know, grab this table, get it in there right away. Don't, we got the glass over here, don't break it. And I went and went in and they had set the table up. I looked over at Tiasha and tears were coming out of her eyes. That's, that's tough. You know, you, you don't know what they've been through. Sorry. Um, but she had made the statement that this was gonna be the first time my family's been all around the same table. Look at this table. Like, look at this table. Like, we could eat together. Like, we could eat and we could talk about our problems and our day. Like, stuff that normal people can do, like we never could do, you know, down in the, in the area that we was in. Anyway, it's just a powerful story. So that, that'll be on the website. I really encourage you to check it out because like Bill was saying, you know, it's easy to think about people in the abstract when you think about, well, I'm going to donate this and it'll, it'll help somebody out. Well, that somebody is a, is a person with a story and, and a name. And I know, um, uh, every time I've, uh, helped do some deliveries with bed start and I brought my kids along too. Doug, I don't know who coined the slogan. If you can carry a pillow, then you can help with bed start. And my kids carried a lot of pillows and <laughs> I, but I'm so glad they got to see that, that these are people like them. And I think sometimes we think people coming out of a homelessness or whatever the situation might be, we tend to put people in these, in these boxes and think about people in a certain way. And they're people. That's all. They're just people who have a need. We'll have different high school kids volunteer. And this particular week, I had two um, high school girl juniors from one of the Plano high schools. And we were delivering to a house. There was a, a, a boy that was a high school junior at a different high school. So hmm. we don't always have a lot of background, but the story on this one was it was the boy and his father. His father was too proud really to accept this, but he knew we were coming and he was gonna let us deliver it. So we go into the house, and again, I had enough helpers. I asked the girls, I said, he's a junior, you're juniors, be his friend. Just talk to him. We've got other people that can carry stuff in. So we're carrying stuff into his room. It was an empty room. I think he was sleeping on the floor, mm -hmm. although we didn't ask. A lot of times it's dollar store air mattresses. Mm -hmm. So as they talked, I could see they were really talking. They were really getting into it. They were friends, they were laughing, they were sharing things. So when they got back in the car, I, I always try and emphasize what we did with our volunteers. And they said, well, he's a junior. He goes to a different high school than we do, but we had basically the same classes. We had the same time schedules. We got to school at the same time he did and this and that. And as we talked, it was basically, they were the same person, hmm. different high schools, same city, different high schools. So I, I talked to him. I said, well, you realize the difference between you and him is your parents had a little more money than his did. Do you drive a car to school? And they said, yeah, yeah, we have a car. We drive to school. We park in the parking lot. I said, well, he, he doesn't. And I, I said, the only real difference between you and him is who, who you were born to. You, you had no control as to who your parents were. His father loves him just as much as your parents love you. The situation, the circumstances of the where you were born made the difference between you driving to school and you walking to school sleeping on the floor. Hmm. And they got it. Yeah. They understood it. You know, as, as I was driving, I could hear them talking a little bit in the background and they, they, they got it. They understood exactly what I was talking about. And that will stick with me more than anything I've done 
in a long time. Yeah. Corey, you've been with your family too. Do you, do you remember any specific stories or families that you were able to help? For me, it's very powerful. We, we made a donation to bed start and it was one of the items in the, that we donated was the crib that all three of our children had slept in and grown oh, up. Wow. In. Where it was really the powerful is when we made the delivery to the family that was going to, to be needing the crib. And because I had put this crib together multiple times and taken it apart multiple times over the years is because we moved when our kids were growing up, I was the one setting up that crib in the new home. And I will tell you, you described the woman who the emotions flooded her when the table was being moved in. The emotions flooded me when I saw the child being laid in the crib that all my, my babies had laid in. And so if, if I was ever not fully committed to bed start before that moment, <laughs> from that moment forward, I saw the value of, of as Bill and, and Doug had both said, the holistic, everyone's impacted mm -hmm. uh, through this ministry from the family that's donating furniture to the uh, young men and women and older men and women who are making deliveries. And, and then people say, why are you doing this? Well, because we want to share the love of Jesus with you and you need, this is a tangible and practical way for us to show God's love to you. You need a bed. We got you. You need a table. We got you. So that's, yeah, the, the crib, the crib's the one. If you want to get me crying, show me a picture of that child in the well, crib. I remember your son's at, at reaction as well because you, you brought oh, your youngest yeah. with you and he had that immediate connection of, oh my gosh, this is something that I'm helping somebody with. And it made it, it made a big difference in his perspective of, of sharing with others too. Yeah. When that child had snuck out of that crib many times <laughs> over the years as he got a little older. Well, and th that story, Doug, I, I just found on your Facebook page. I remember you posted this uh, a couple years ago. Um, when you all were making a delivery of a uh, changing table and crib and pulled out a drawer and in a child's handwriting, there was a note attached to it. Mm. And it says uh, to, and I guess this child had named the crib Cribby. <laughs> Cribby. So it says to Cribby's new home, take good care of Cribby. She's been my best friend and now yours from Danielle. Wow. Cool. Just, just incredible that, uh, that yeah. a kid put a note in there and said, this I love this crib and now it's right. yours. Uh, what an incredible impact for that kid. It's it's not just the housing, the the people that live in the houses that we're helping. It it's the people that donate. The expressions on people's faces. We we just had one at um, a senior living facility, and the 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 lady that was donating her one of her parents had passed away, and she didn't know what to do with the furniture and things like that. Somehow they got a hold of us. Well, we literally were picking it up and bringing it straight to a family in need that same night. And the look on her face of relief that she's going through this emotional time and we are taking her mother's possessions and giving them to somebody in need. It was just a, a look of relief on her face of, you know, thank you for doing this. So you're helping the person we pick it up from emotionally the, the people that delivered it, they all saw this unfolding. So as we're driving from location to location, we're all talking to it. We're explaining to the volunteers, do you realize what we're doing? And then we give it to the family. So in a, 
a half hour period or an hour period, we've touched all aspects of a delivery. And, and that's what Doug's talking about. It's, it's not just one person. It's the entire evening. Everybody involved got something out of it. I, I want to ask real quick, too, Corey, I appreciate you saying, too, the, the focus of this is not uh, um, simply social services, uh, right? This is, um, we're a church, and we help people to know the love of Jesus. And there was a uh, woman named Linda Van Horn, uh, who, uh, an older woman who wasn't physically able to do very much. Um, what, I correct, I correct what, you, Rob. Okay, she was please my, do. She was my co-pilot, and yes. she was my prayer partner. Yes. Physically, we, in terms of like picking up couches, that's what I meant. But I was going to say, what did Linda do? Well, she picked up Pillows. couches for a while <laughs> back in the early days. Yeah, <laughs> Pillows and everything else. But um, she shared her crosses, her, her hand crosses, her holding crosses with everybody that she met. And she was our prayer warrior when we went into the house at the end of the delivery. She would help us circle up and she would um, immediately go into a very heartwarming prayer and you could just feel the Holy Spirit uh, uh, just descend on everybody. Um, and it got me to, to, to realize that, that Christ is already there. Christ is in that household from the very beginning, and he's sharing his love to everybody um, in that circle. And Linda was very, very direct at making sure that, that we, we all felt that presence. Um, and I go back to her as my prayer partner. We had a very interesting way of communicating when we got back in the car because she, would, she wouldn't use a, a very many words uh it was mostly oh my gosh mm. that was certainly an experience <laughs> and it was just her way of of the three of us her me and and jesus having a little sit down and saying this was a blessing on our part well what i, I learned from linda and linda passed away from cancer two or three years ago i mm -hmm. think and she was such an incredible Kind of this uh, spiritual heart of 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 Bedstart, and I know the the uh, times that I was with her, um, she had such a kind um, forcefulness about her. Like you said, she was really mm -hmm. direct, and I've learned that you know I I know after the furniture be dropped off, she would she would say, uh, you know, we love Jesus, and you don't have to pray, but we love to bless this house. We'd love to have a prayer with you, and. I, I never saw her get turned down. Maybe people would. I think so many times we're, we're afraid of offending people. And I, you know, people are just like, yeah, let's have a blessing on this house. Mm -hmm. And, um, and we started giving, um, I, I know Bibles to houses too. And, you know, people were afraid sometimes to, are people going to feel like you're forcing your faith on them? I don't know that anyone's ever felt that, that when you bless people with furniture and then you say, we're, we're doing this in Jesus name. Um, I just think it does so much to bring God glory. And, um, I don't, you guys may know. I don't know that that ever had a negative reaction. Though. Who who has a negative reaction to saying, "Can we pray for you and and bless bless you, ask a blessing it's on your house?" Never been a negative. It's always been a very positive. Um, the The reciprocation of giving and sharing is is very um, powerful too. Well, so many of the families we go into, they don't have anything, and you know they'll offer us water. They'll offer us, you know. A, cookie if you know mm -hmm. they have something one lady was near thanksgiving she gave us a pie and at first i was like no no you need that pie and then i thought no she wants to 
thank us. She wants to. So I, we were grateful and thanked her for it, made a big deal. And you could see her face light up as we allowed her to reciprocate. That's, so. that's beautiful. And I'm glad you all, I'm glad you took the pie. You yep. didn't, you didn't need the pie. You didn't go there to get anything, but you're, you're so right that people want to express their, their thanks and to deny them that opportunity, shut something down. And so that's, a, that's great that you guys did that. I, I did give the pie to one of the volunteer families and they were happy to have it. So that's awesome. <laughs> that's great. The more and more I get involved with folks that just need the hand up and just being able to give them the courage to ask for help. The more and more I understand that home isn't a, isn't a place that has a door and a roof and windows. It's where you're welcomed as you are, welcomed unconditionally, and being able to, to look people in the eye and, and, and understand that shows that, that we're, all, we're all in this together. Every day is a rebirth, and it's all because of every experience, every delivery, every human interaction, whether it's a donor or just talking with a youth on what they just saw or what they just witnessed, or it's the family that received or the individual that received. It's a new opportunity to, to, to share and to share that love unconditionally and with purpose and intentionality. There's such a clear example in scripture in Matthew 25. It just says, when I was a stranger, you welcomed me. And so I, I think whether it's a, a single parent who finds themselves abandoned by an ex-spouse who's taken everything, a family who's immigrated from another country, or um, someone who maybe had a they didn't have it all, but they had a lot. And then all of a sudden they find themselves in a season with nothing and people they don't know had not met who would be identified as strangers become friends through the, through the ministry and they feel welcomed and that their, that their community loves them. If uh, people are here in the Plano area and you're listening, you can go to bedstart.org and um, you can donate furniture. What they do is they go out with the trucks and the trailers and they'll deliver everything. And then when the trucks and trailers are empty, then they'll go pick up stuff. And then we've got some storage sheds. That's more or less how it works. And um, so if you have furniture to donate, you can reach out and schedule a pickup. uh, And if you want to help to deliver it, you know, like I said, the, the phrase is if you can carry a pillow, you can help with bed start. And I'd even say even if you can't carry a pillow, because you can pray, if you can talk, <laughs> if you can if you can love on somebody, it's a powerful, powerful ministry. Well, Bill, thanks for your enthusiasm and sharing your stories and experience. And Doug, thank you so much. Thank you, Rob, for uh, for your leadership that you've given to this uh, ministry for years and the impact uh, that you guys have made on thousands and thousands and thousands of of lives. Corey, thanks for joining us today. What an engaging and fascinating conversation, and I hope it's inspired you to think too. What can I do? To help meet the needs of someone. You can go to bedstart.org if you're uh, outside of Plano, and I know uh, a lot of you are. Uh, look for a place in your community too. And thank you, Doug, and thank you, Bill, for the work you guys do in this area. So, on behalf of Custer Road United Methodist Church, this is Rob Webster, and look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of Custer Road United Methodist Church. We'd love to have you visit us online. You can watch our live stream of our worship services on Sunday mornings. 
You can also go to crumc.org slash stories. And there's a video there about Bed Start. You can see that and some other great video stories as well. So long.